This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Yeah, incredible performance, really. Uh, obviously, pressure was on a little bit when we needed to get this result today. Uh, obviously, coming off the back of the last camp as well, we, we didn't finish how we wanted to. So, uh, yeah, can't credit the, the lads enough and uh, a great way to, uh, yeah, to get closer to qualifying. Yeah, look, whenever you put on an English uh, you want to do everyone proud, you want to do your friends and family proud, the fans. Um, and yeah, we maybe had a little point to prove after the last game. We, we didn't uh, perform to the standards that we know we can, so everyone was, was ready for this one. And uh, as, as you saw, we come out on fire and, and uh, got the three points. Yeah, absolutely. Look, whenever I get chances, I feel like I'm going to score. And obviously, there was quite a few out there today. Could have probably had six on another night. So, um, yeah, no, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, keep working hard for the team and uh, let's keep winning. Let's get one more win uh, on Monday and then we can enjoy what's been a, a fantastic year. Off the ball kicks off now on BFM 89.9. Harry Kane speaking after his hat-trick <laughs> put England one step closer to Qatar 2022. It's Monday evening. It's me, Ross. Thanks for joining me for the World Cup qualifiers. Me and the guys, of course, Craig Marias is here. Hello, Craig. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm still going to be doing this for a while yet probably until tomorrow, and then it's tearing my hair out. But, um, yeah, <laughs> nice to have, uh, nice to be back, and uh, obviously missed the show on Friday, so good to be back with the boys. Yeah, bit weird having Craig on a Monday, um, but <laughs> nice to have him with us. Cam Raslan, as usual, is here. Hello, Cam. Hi there, Ross. Hi. Good to have you, Cam. And and Des Corkill. What's up, Des? Uh, watching Malaysia Cup last night, I was at uh, PJ to see a quite remarkable game with uh, Salangor and KL. Some interesting sc- uh, scores in the first legs of the quarterfinals of Malaysia Cup. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're covering that later. Uh, follow us on social media, BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Um, no fantasy football this week, but uh, if you take part, you will know that BFM's fan- Fantasy Football League this season brought to you by my-soccer.com. Right then, in Group I, England 5, Albania nil. Harry Kane leading the romp. With a first half hat trick, Cam, how impressed were you that he's bang back in form, back in goal scoring form? I I, I was very impressed actually because uh, if if I had been the England manager and it was it was close, um, I would have <laughs> <laughs> I I got a missed call one day. I uh, I would have dropped um, Harry Kane on present club form, but uh, then he pops up with uh, a hat trick. Mm. Uh, a header, left foot, really beautiful right foot, acrobatic. Is that a bicycle kick? Kind of. Kind of, um, yeah. It's a perfect hat-trick, isn't it? Scissor, right header. scissor kick. It's a scissor, scissor kick. kick. Yeah, and and I thought England were very... And I, I'm, I'm not going to use the word efficient. They were they were more uh, expansive than efficient. It was uh, it was really clever interplay. Uh, Bellingham later on, when he came on, I thought uh, was um, was really... Uh, int- really exciting, and mm. uh, no, I, I, and I, and I, could, I can't help but compare to the England that I've watched over the decades, uh, who have struggled against the likes of I don't know San Marino, uh, nil nil or something, and and this was uh, this was a really uh, impressive display, and I, we we're gonna we might talk about Germany later, uh, who 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 actually did win four one, but the contrast I think is really stark. Uh, this England won well, whereas Germany were kind of like disjointed all over the place. So I'm very impressed. And I think that uh, England's going to win the World Cup. 
I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Why? Say it. Why? <laughs> There's another year to go, mate. <laughs> we haven't even qualified yet. The, the first first bars of it's coming home is just coming across the PA. Gareth <laughs> <laughs> um, Southgate set to be um, uh, given a, a contract extension, uh, which is good news. But you got a feel for for the other Harry, Harry Maguire, Craig Marias. He, he started the, the the route with a very nice header and his celebration i don't know social media today well okay roy keen <laughs> with with his comments yeah. uh, didn't help he's he's being slated for that uh cup around the his hands around the ear celebration yeah i, I mean he can't do anything right these days can he plays well <laughs> gets a goal celebrates and it's criticized <laughs> plays for man united plays badly and rightly so gets criticized i mean what, what do you want him to do? Um, I, I think this all started, obviously, with Roy Keane's comments. Uh, I, I do think Harry Maguire came out after that and, and just said, you know, it was, it, it was nothing. But, I mean, it, it's the case when you play for, or when you're captain of one of the biggest clubs in the world, you know, anything and everything that you do is going to get scrutinised um, and criticised. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think he just needs to be, you know, just block all the noise out and uh, and just concentrate on getting to the kind of form that, we know he can, the kind of form that when he plays for England, um, he gets. And um, yeah, and and hopefully, you know, his form will start improving and, and people take notice of that. But yeah, right now, he, he's at that period in his career where just everything he does, you know, I mean, the way if he walks onto a field, you know, he'll get criticised for that right now. So um, yeah, <laughs> uh, he just needs to knuckle down, um, concentrate on his form and just block all the noise out, really. Yeah, England now require just a point from their final qualifier uh, in San Marino. Um, it was an impressive win. Uh, Gareth Southgate, now, now with this 3-4-3 formation, also looks quite solid, Des. Um, and you, you'd expect them, they'll, they should have no problems against San Marino. I hear raft of withdrawals. Uh, Conor Gallagher called up to the squad. Yeah, firstly, I've got to talk about Harry Maguire, though, because uh, the way he walked onto the field, I think it just was dreadful the way he walked on. <laughs> he really needs further investigation. Did, did you like the way he, he laced up his shoes? Uh, I thought that was uh, out no, of order. No, he went back to front. He missed, he missed the <laughs> What are we talking about? But no, this, this was this was a, a really good performance by Club England, as, as I think Gareth Southgate has got them a call, because it was a better win, uh, the game over Albania, than, than you thought, because Albania had something to play for. If they were able to get a result... They were still in with a chance of picking second place uh, over Poland um, with a match against Andorra to come. Mm. So Albania really had something to play for and England just brushed them aside. Um, and the other really impressive thing, having got the job done in the first half with a peach of a Jordan Henderson goal, by the way, and who knew, uh, didn't know he could do nice. that. Uh, terrific performance all round. And then he introduces the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, Tammy Abraham gets a little bit more time. Bellingham gets a few more minutes at, at international level without a lot of pressure. All looked really comfortable. Yes, you're at home. Yes, you're 5-0 up, but it's minutes under the belt. And so when you're thrown onto a, a stage, you're, you're, you're not concerned. And England have got San Marino away where they... There was that one time in a World Cup qualifier where they had to win 9-0 or something and concede the goal after seven seconds to a Stuart Pearce back pass. But um, <laughs> this has been really very thorough from England and very enjoyable. Not quite World Cup winning form, uh, like Mr. Aslan, because uh, Albania won't be in the final. But 
it's all August. Well, they can play three at the back. They can play four at the back. They can attack. They've got wingers. They can sit. They can hold. And so he's, he's, he's putting together a really, really good team filled with good players and options for all of these positions as well. So um, good job. Well done. Uh, tough for, for Albania, though. They would have loved the chance to have played in the playoffs. Group Y wraps up with Albania, Andorra, Poland versus Hungary, San Marino versus England. Uh, in Group C, Italy and Switzerland drew 1-1, which means it goes down to the final match to decide the winner of Group C. Jorginho, surprisingly, missing a last-minute penalty for the Italians. Um, they, they've been stuttering a little bit, the European champions, Kamaraslan. Has that been a surprise? Um, perhaps Perhaps it shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, they have started in the past at qualifications and even failed. And, uh, and, and I feel like I've, I've seen uh, Italian teams, you know, play magnificently well and then stutter. Uh, they can alternate. But uh, Mancini seemed to have brought together this, uh, this squad in a, in a new way. So I, I guess I was surprised. If things go badly for them, if Switzerland uh, win by 3-0 in then and they only won by one nil, then um, it, uh, Switzerland would go through. So it's uh, it, it's uh, nail-biting times in uh, Italy. I wish I knew how to say that in Italian. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. I, the, they were really stuttering on this one. It was a, it was a surprise compared to, to what they'd been playing before. Yeah, sorry if you didn't catch the, the math uh, from, from Cam there. Two, two goal difference. That, that's the goal swing needed by Switzerland to, to overcome Italy. But yeah, you wouldn't expect Jorginho, uh, Craig Marais, to, to miss a last-minute penalty. Him being very, well, he's, he's, he's a penalty specialist, isn't he? Uh, but this Italian side, they've got fight under Man Mancini. And, and you know, uh, it would be a miss if they didn't turn up at the World Cup, wouldn't it? Yeah, so that's the risk going into the final game. Um, obviously, you know, <laughs> Jorginho ever so reliable with uh, from the spot. And uh, misses probably what? you know, could potentially be one of the most crucial penalties for, for, for Italy in recent times. Um, I, I, I don't know what to make of this because Italy go into this as European champions. There's a tag to it. There's a bit of pressure um, from, from now on since the summer. But we know Switzerland's not an easy match. So I can't say I'm surprised that Italy dropped points here. Um, I like the Swiss. I think they, they proved a lot of doubters wrong at the Euros. Um, and, you know, they've got some decent plays, plays that can hurt you. So I, I can't say I'm totally surprised by this. I think this, this was always going to be a tough match uh, for, for Italy. But now it's, it's, it's uh, the pressure's back on the Italians because they go away to Northern Ireland. And it's all about how they can withstand that, that atmosphere, the pressure that's going to come. On paper, you know, it, it, it's a walk in the park for them, for the Italians. However, uh, we know, uh, you know, if the Northern Irish fans turn up in full voice, um, it could be a very, very hostile atmosphere there. And, it, and it's really how the Italians will take to it. Um, I, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's exciting uh, because from an England perspective, we, we don't quite have that. Um, but the pressure going into that for, I mean, if you're an Italian fan, oh, it must be absolutely uh, <laughs> horrid. But like I said, you know, it, it, it's so good that it goes down to the last game. Uh, you still don't know who's going to qualify from the group, who's going to go into the playoffs. Um, and if the Italians don't make it to the World Cup, I think it's a disaster. I, I really do think it's a disaster. As European champions, um, you know, uh, you know, it could, you know, a lot of Italian fans, and we know how hostile they are. 
you know, despite Mancini winning the Euros, you know, you could quite easily see him out of a job as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get the, those guys with the glasses and the dark suits involved, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Irish are on a high after beating Lithuania 1-0, so they host Italy in the final group match. Switzerland at home against Bulgaria, two-goal swing. Needed by, by the Swiss and uh, then uh, to decide who comes top and who goes into the playoffs. Right, let's move on to Group F, where Scotland, well, it was a composed victory in the end. 2-0 away at Moldova is no mean feat, Des Corkill. It's a fifth straight victory for Steve Clark's men. Uh, opens up uh, an unassailable gap between themselves and Israel. So they're in the playoffs. Well done, Scotland, eh? Yeah, very well done. Uh, as you say, a job well done. They had a nervous last 10 minutes when they conceded a penalty, but Craig Gordon came to the, um, to the rescue with a, with a fine save. But uh, it was um, Nathan Patterson down the right-hand side who scored the first um, set of Che Adams for a goal early in the second half. And this after Scotland had missed a ton of chances in the, in the first 15, 20 minutes, which might have gone against them. If you miss a lot of chances, you suddenly think, ah, maybe, maybe this isn't our night. But now they're... They're, they're accomplished side. Steve Clark has got the, this three at the back um, down to a tee. And I think he's got a gem of a player in Billy Gilmore. Uh, Gilmore doesn't, um, he doesn't look all action. He's, he's, he's not a, a swaggering player. He uh, doesn't fly into the challenges like John McGinn. But you put him on the ball and just a cute little five-yard pass here, five-yard pass there, little give and go, little one-two, little ball inside the fullback. Those cute little defence-splitting passes um, I think this this is a really, really good player. I know the Scots have been talking about him for a while, but um, I watched extended highlights of this and I don't remember him giving the ball away. He was composed. He won challenges by nipping it in front of players. That's that's a player to, to build build around. They've got great players like Andy Robertson down the left and, um, and Che Adams leads the line very nicely. McGinn's barnstorming. Decent side being put together. You don't see them going... Well, they might make the World Cup finals. You don't see them making a big splash if they do make the World Cup finals. You can see the fans um, testing the alcohol ban in Qatar if they if they do make the final. <laughs> <laughs> but Cam. Cam this, is a team, this is a team capable of making it beyond this fascinating little playoff structure that we've got. Semi-final and final. I'm loving that. I'm really looking forward to that. But it's it's do or die in the in those in those playoffs. But Scotland. They'll be there or thereabouts, and they'll deserve it. That's a good win. Yeah, you'd probably want to avoid Scotland. But isn't it time, Cameron, to bring back the British Championship? Do you remember that? England, Scotland, uh, Ireland, Wales, every every year. And, and then Wembley oh, getting ripped up. And Yeah, I was going to say, doesn't <laughs> I think insurance companies might be uh, charging a bit of a premium if, if that was to happen again. Um but I, I watched uh, the Scotland match on uh, with extended highlights as well. And what's the thing that struck me? Because it, I'd be watching Scotland, and then I'd click to France, say. And what really struck me was just how slow the Scottish players are by comparison to the really top Bobby. team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bobby. And, and it's a no. It's a gulf, though. It's an it's a huge gulf. And you know, Scotland could find if they do get through to the playoffs, they're going to find themselves against the likes of Portugal. Um, maybe Italy. It, I, I don't see them getting through to the World Cup. 
But uh, and, and also, if if you if you had a team where you're going to have if you're allowed to have one world class player and it's going to be your left back, um, <laughs> it's that's that's not the place where you want your your one world class player. Uh, although having said that, it was the right back who, who uh, Patterson who who was really spectacular actually. Yeah. I, I'd, not come across him before, but he was he was really good. So um, yeah, I guess they could cause trouble, but they're yeah, how much trouble? Like a speed bump that you go a little bit too fast over. <laughs> Pat Patterson won't be available for Scotland against Denmark. He's picked up two yellows. So it wraps up then that group with uh, Austria against Moldova, Israel against Faroe Islands, and Scotland against Denmark. Uh, to go into the playoffs, which in fact sets us nicely for our first break. We'll be back right after this. As always, when it goes through the legs of the defender, makes it extra hard for a goalkeeper to make that save. You can see the delight on his face. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Can he pick someone out? And he has done! The substitute makes an instant impact. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. And we're back with Craig Marias, uh, Des Corkill, Cam Raslan, looking at the Euro qualifiers where Wales in Group E marked Gareth Bale's 100th cap with a thumping win over Belarus 5-1 to move up into second place in their Group uh, Group E. It's, it's not all done yet, but Des, uh, impressive by the Welsh. You keep saying... You look at the Welsh lineup, and every time they get a great result, you go, "How they do it?" But this was a very good win. Aaron Ramsey stood out. Uh, yes, uh, this was a very good win. Again, uh, Robert Page deserves uh, a vast amount of credit as coach. Uh, he's a reluctant coach there, but um, he just does what he has to do. He, he he gets the likes of Joe Roden and Ben Davis working as a partnership. He plays Necker Williams on his wrong side as a left back, and it works. Uh, Joe Allen and Aaron Ramsey couldn't win a tackle between them, but they're dominating midfield. And they've got this superstar <laughs> called Gareth Bale up front, who, who um, Real Madrid fans hate him, but he's passionate about Wales. He's played now 100 caps, withdrawn at half-time, because Wales were comfortably 2-0 up at this, at, at this stage. And again, I just look down at that. Yeah, there's, there's nice players. Harry Wilson, nice player. Dan James, very nice player. But they're not players who you, you think um, are going to really rock the world and yet week after week year after year they do they've still got to get that final point although even if they don't come second in their group their their nation's league positions suggest that they will make the playoffs anyway because there's a there's a very complicated route into the playoffs so wales are effectively there but they just grow in confidence this is this is belarus 5-1 they struggled to beat them 3-2 just a, a couple of months ago and this was was never, ever, ever in doubt and um, a very fine performance. Uh, I'll keep on saying they're going to lose simply because I want them to keep on winning. And the flag I've got behind me is uh, I'm a, a surrogate Welsh fan uh, because I, I lived there for, for 10, 15 years and I know a lot of the clubs there. But um, they, they continue to impress and, and surprise and, and more, more credit to them. Yeah. Uh, Craig, final game for Wales. Of course, they host Belgium. Imagine if they beat Belgium. I mean, Belgium already there. Uh, they, they won yeah. 3-1 against Estonia. But imagine if Wales pulled one off. Wouldn't that be a statement win? Then you, you'd really want to avoid them in the playoffs, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I can't <laughs> see it happening, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, even if Belgium were to play their second team. Um, but if they were to pull off a, a historic, uh, memorable win against Belgium, then um, 
I mean, I, I think whenever you have players like Ramsey and Gareth Bell, you know, they're always going to throw uh, pose a threat. Then you add the pace of Daniel James in there. And, you know, like like we said about Scotland, you know, they're, they're not really uh, going to trouble a lot of teams, but they've got the ability to, to cause an upset. And you never know when that could come, you know, because when you have a world-class player like Gareth Bell, who is always going to be a difference in, in, in anything, you know, I, I just feel the threat. I mean, we're talking about world-class players here, Ramsey, um, Bale. You know, they can make a difference, as we've seen before. So um, while, while I don't think they're ones to, to, to worry about too much, uh, they're tricky opponents. They, they're tricky. And you just never know when they could do it. Uh, I, I, I don't think this is, uh, this is a great final match for, for Wales because the Czech have Estonia. Um, yeah. You'd expect them to smash them. Um, and, and, and just pit Wales uh, in, to that player spot. But like they said, you know, they're, they're um, the Nations, Nations League. League. Uh, yeah. Yeah, is, is what's going to save them here. So um, don't expect any miracles from the Welsh on the last group game. Um, I, I expect them to finish third in the group. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, with their Nations uh, position, they, they qualify to the playoffs. We're not even going to pretend we understand the Nations League permutations. No. So we're just going to... I didn't even know that until Des said it. So. Yeah, well, to, to be honest, <laughs> neither did I. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, yeah, final game, uh, Czech Republic, Estonia, Wales, Belgium. Uh, do, 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 do you fancy the little Welsh side, Cam? Do, do, is there an affinity with, with the little team in um, red? Uh, for, uh, my mother's Welsh. Uh, so, but my... <laughs> But my my uh, my fi- affinity is more with the Welsh rugby team, but uh, but this this football team actually reminds me of the rugby team of the nineteen seventies. There's something irrepressible about them. I don't know how they do it. I, as as Des said, not the. I assume all these players play for West Brom, and I don't know who plays for West Brom. <laughs> and and um, but there's something about them. Yeah, yeah. They could they could they can move mountains. Hey, drum. Um, so good, good luck, Wales. Let's move on. Talk about Group D, where France put eight past Kazakhstan. Uh, Kylian Mbappe faster than the entire Scotland team, <laughs> with, with four goals. Des Corkill. Um, this was this is what Bob's talking about. The the uh, imbalance, if you like, in qualifications. He doesn't like to see these eight nil results. Um, let's start off, though, with uh, L'Equipe, the French sports magazine, give player ratings for, for players. And uh, in the whole history of 100 years of L'Equipe, they've only ever given 12 10 out of 10s for any player in any game. And uh, Kylian Mbappe got a 10 out of 10 for his four-goal performance. Admittedly, against the Kazakhstan side, who haven't won yeah. a single game in the, in the, um, uh, in the qualifiers and the bottom of the group. But nonetheless, if... if um, if the venerable artist like Lekipa watching the game closely, and I, I've only seen the goal highlights on this, and he, he looks um, a, a thousand miles an hour better than, than anybody else. He's a frightening athlete with skill and football intelligence and age on his side. And so France uh, look like they are, they've produced another absolute gem. Well, we knew he was a gem, but to get 10 on 10 from L'Equipe, um is, is, is just an astonishing performance. 12 people in the history of L'Equipe have, have got that. So France are looking very, very comfortable. Thank you very much. They've qualified. They will always be a threat because of the strength and depth. I, I still argue, and it, it, with an 8 nil, you can't really say it, but I still argue that Hugo Lloris, despite their absolute success, I'm, he, yeah. he's I'm the really one I always look at as saying, you can get to France, you can get at them, 
you can you can you can get it, Loris. He'll make a wonder save, but then might scuff a back pass or do something. So I don't think France are the finished article by any stretch of the imagination, but the Kylian Mbappe Mbappe nearly is. Mm. Uh, other goals from Adrian Rabiot and Antoine Griezmann. Uh, Karim Benzema got himself a brace. Now he's got a new lease of life, Craig, with 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 France. Now he's back in the setup. He's scoring. I mean, that's always been a problem for the French side. That that number nine up front for them. Yeah, because they they used to play with uh, Olivier Giroud over the years, you know, and as good as he is, and and for all the qualities that he brings to that French side, and complementing the likes of Griezmann and Mbappe. I mean, you know, when you're playing, uh, they won. I mean, they were very successful with him, so we can't knock it too much. Um, but you know, when you're that main striker, that number nine, and and you go throughout the whole. World Cup without scoring a goal. I mean, I, I just find that amazing with the with the amount of quality that you have in terms of chances created and, and what's around you. You know, it, it's quite amazing. But it worked for France. So again, you know, I can't knock it too much. However, now with Karim Benzema, you've got the full package. You've got someone who could complement, you know, Griezmann and Mbappe. You've got someone who, if the ball falls to them in the box, nine out of 10 times, he's going to put it away. Um, he just adds so much more to that French attack if it wasn't lethal enough already. Yeah. Um, and what is he, 30, 33, 34? Yeah, I mean, 33. he's not young anymore. No. He's not young anymore, but he can he can definitely still play at this level. He can still definitely get you goals. Um, so I think that, I mean, it's a controversial decision to bring him back, you know, for all the problems that he's faced over the years. And, um, you know, we don't need to go too much into that. Um, but the fact that they've they've gone back and decided to recall him, I think, shows a bit of um, uh, a quality from Deschamps and the French Federation. Um, it kind of been an e- easy decision. I think a lot has been said uh, within that time between both sides. Um, but you know, they've been the bigger man, uh, Deschamps and, and and the French Federation, and they said, look, he's got the quality. He's our best striker, and he is. He is their best striker um, at 34, 35 years old. Um, so why not bring him back in? Why not? And he deserves every every single accolade that he gets because he's a top, top, top striker. Yeah, uh, France win Group D, but the real fight is for the playoff spot. It's between Finland and Ukraine. Finland had a 3-1 away win at Bosnia, which was very impressive. So the final round of matches then is Bosnia against Ukraine. Finland in a must-win game uh, hosting France. Uh, who's going to get through in 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 second then, Cam? Um, you or you ask me these. <laughs> you suddenly throw these things. Okay, Finland. I don't know. Brilliant. Brilliant. I only saw when I looked at this this uh, one. I just saw France, and that was it. That's all okay. I needed to know. <laughs> we go into our second break. Back right after this. <laughs> Here is the battle, which above and beyond all others is not for losing. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. You're thinking, well, will he look to knock it inside? Well, goal scorers tend not to. And that's inch perfect. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us, Craig Marais, Kamraslan and Des Corkill joining me this Monday evening to look back at the World Cup qualifiers. Of course, follow us on social media, BFM Football on Instagram. And on Facebook as well. Shock horror in Group A early this morning. Portugal 1, Serbia 2, Alexander Mitrovic scoring a dramatic late winner. 
to send Serbia through at the expense of Portugal, Cam. How's that for a shock? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Portugal are not very good. Uh, so I, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. You, only, you know, you're a Manchester United fan. You can only go so far with Ronaldo as your only option. Uh, but Mitrovic, isn't he a weird player? Uh, you, you know, if you, if you saw a highlight reel, you'd think, why well, he must be one of the greatest strikers in the world. But the amount of misses that go with the, the goals is uh, must be so frustrating. But then he pops up. So I uh, I don't know. I, I when I when I saw how Ireland uh, almost beat Portugal uh, a few what a couple of months ago, yeah. uh, that was that was I don't know. They're not very good, um, but they can they can pull it off on the day. I guess I, I, I don't rate them. They they were blitzing qualification, just starting to start, and it looked all right. Renato Sanchez put them ahead. What two minutes into the match, Craig, and then uh, Dusan Tadic and Mitrovic. I mean, you can imagine the the the, the gloating that Mitrovic would have done, right? <laughs> yeah, he's one of those annoying players. He's totally he? one of those. And you always have them, you know. I mean, he's a nightmare for centre backs. That's for <laughs> sure. You know, elbows and you know everything going everywhere. Um, but, but I, I kind of get what Cam say. Um, I wouldn't say they're not very good because individually they're, they're, they're amazing. Um, when like you look they're at aging, the aren't they? Or are in they? No, I mean, you take, you take Ronaldo out of that, you take Jose Ponte out of that team. You know, it's, it, it's a fairly all right team, you know. Um, you know, but the talent in that, that first 11 that started the match, you know, it, it, it's crazy. You know, you've got, obviously got Ronaldo, you've got Jota. Um, I, yes, they, they're a little bit reliant on Ronaldo, but they have. You know these top players, Bernardo Silva, that can that can come up and contribute as well. You know they they have the quality, um, and but I agree with Cam. You know it's it's a bit you don't know which Portuguese side is going to turn up. You know on their day, as we've seen, you know they can pop up and and destroy teams. But then you know you'll get a performance like this, and uh, yeah, it, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, you know because they've they've got a lot of talent. You know you look at their bench as well, and you know Bruno comes off their bench. I mean, Xiao uh, uh, Felix, you know, you mm. talk about one of the most expensive players in the history of the game. Mm. Um, you know, it, the talent is there. The, the, you know, they're not, sh- they're not short of squad depth. You know, they're not relying on, you know, just 11 players like some teams are. They've, they've got 22 very good players and it's all about putting them together and, and they just can't get it right uh, and to get that consistency. And I think that's always going to be their problem. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a take nothing away. It's a famous victory for Serbia, um, and 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 they they go through. So well, I mean, to be fair, Des, everyone will want to avoid Portugal in the playoffs, wouldn't they? I mean, they're going to be out to tongue people. Yeah, they 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 are. I I, I couldn't disagree with Cam more. I I think they they're a terrific team. Um, the 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 results aren't there at the moment, but you look at the individual players they have. Diaz at the back. Rui Patricio is normally the most reliable goalkeeper. Um, 100th international, and he's literally spooned one into his own net for the equaliser after uh, Renato Sanchez. But just talking about Serbia, one of the, the, the disappointments for me, and there's many political, geopolitical reasons, but when the old Yugoslavia broke up, it meant that Serbia and Croatia and Kosovo and, and all of those Balkan states had these separate individual teams and we've seen with the likes of North Macedonia being able to shine, Serbia being able to shine. 
But the old Yugoslavia at their best, honestly, would have been yeah. a match for any team in the world. And you're seeing this with um, Serbia. I, I love Lajevic up front. I'll be really surprised if um, somebody in the Premier League doesn't make a huge big for him, a bid for him pretty soon. Milenkovic at the back is rock solid. Zivkovic and uh, Milinkovic Savic in the in the heart of midfield. Really, really good players. So, so that whole old Yugoslavia. I know it's how many years ago? Is and it Tadic. Now? Can't forget Tadic. Yeah, and Tadic as well. Um, yeah. But it's thirty years since the old Yugoslavia uh, disappeared, and I still miss them. Yeah. I still yeah, but, miss them. I'm, that, I'm that, but that would be the unhappiest camp. In world football. Well, it was, and that was the that was that was a kind of a problem. But you understand what I mean. Superstar players, if they if they could um, uh, work together, but they couldn't as as a nation. But um, but Serbia, you know, look out for Serbia. They're they're strong. They play play the game well. They've got players playing all over all over you know, Europe and all over the world. And to actually go into Portugal and win. Even if it's Mitrovic who's got that uh, horrible Mitrovic who's got the later <laughs> nasty, it's, it's astonishing performance. Shout out to Mitrovic. He's just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, I'm Portugal now have to wait till March to see who who they're gonna. It's a two-legged playoff system as well. So we wait and see. Uh, Germany wrapped up Group J. Well, they won it a long time ago, but what they've done now, Cam, is seven wins on the trot for new boss Hansi Flick. Uh, Kai Havertz, Ilke Gundogan with a brace, Jonas Hoffman. This did the, it's it's Vosprung Duch technique again, Mark Two, isn't it? <laughs> I know people. And I don't know people not really talking about Germany. And I'd say on the evidence of this this particular match, I can see why. I I think four one is very flattering to them. They were never in danger of losing this match, but the um, two of the goals were pretty lucky, and they 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 were kind of ramshackle up front they were missing chances not even really fully creating chances they were battering them battering the armenians nonetheless but it was not it was not a very fine display it looked like a bunch of people who'd only just met each other and uh and been put on a pitch like it's like watching manchester united <laughs> very unfair now all the the comparisons craig i feel it like you my brother but <laughs> But I mean, no, I mean, Hansi Flick is, is building something with this German side. And, and we know German footballers, can, they, 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 you know, they can be programmed to win things. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, th this, uh, I agree with Cam to a certain extent. You know, I, I do think this team has kind of just been thrown together. Um, it's not the strongest team. But, that I mean, like Leroy, Leroy Sané is in top yeah. form at the moment, right? Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, fantastic player. There's, there's no two ways about it. But I mean, when we're talking about, you know, Cam watching this match and seeing and looking at it and it's a little bit disjointed, it is because it is not their full team. I mean, there's a lot of new they faces COVID in there. Hit, let's not forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I can understand why, why Cam sees that way. But what we also know is that they've got a year to get things going and get things right. And Hansi Flick has just come into the job. You know, he hasn't spent a lot of time uh, with the players, but do you ever rule the Germans out? You never do. And with a year to go until the World Cup, you know, they're comfortable. Um, they, you know, they, they're there. So, you know, they've got a year to work on it, a year to get their, their players back to full fitness, to come to, to be integrated into the squad. Um, I, I will never rule out the Germans, no matter how they're playing during qualification. The main thing is that they're there. Um, the main thing is that 
you know, that they're still going to be in force. Whoever that they put in that field, you know, you can never discount the Germans. So um, uh, give Hansi Flick time. We, we, we've seen his pedigree as a coach. Um, and, and no doubt by the time to the 2022 World Cup comes around, he will have stamped his authority on that team. And uh, yeah, and they will be a threat. They always have the nicest Adidas design kit. Always. <laughs> Uh, it's not fair. It's not fair. Um, North Macedonia uh, proudly wrap up the playoff spot, uh, finishing second, a point ahead of Romania. No Goran Pandev. There's Corkill. He's finally retired. <laughs> he was the youngest and oldest goal scorer at their World Cup. And a bit of a legend for North Macedonia. Again, it's, it's, it's a... The, the balkanization that they, they've split up into all of these separate little parts, their component parts, and each is individually capable of producing great players. The reason is because their leagues, their individual leagues, are super competitive, not so much the top flight, but lower down. They always have this pyramid. And I, let's just bring this into Malaysia. That's what there's that's 20, what Boyan alluded to on Friday, wasn't it, Des? Yeah, there's 20 professional clubs in Malaysia. Um, and you, you just go and have a little look at uh, North Macedonia. There's immediately, even in a small country like that, I don't know its population, 4 million if that, there's, there's five professional levels of football. And so players are kicking seven bells out of each other for week upon week <laughs> upon week upon week. So by the time they reach the top level, they're already battle-hardened and able to reuse their skill for football in these situations. I think there's so much to learn in Southeast Asia from, from these uh, the, the, the smaller Balkan um, teams. And then they send their best players abroad and their best players do well. So North Macedonia, congratulations to them. They have their moment in the, the Euros. I'd be surprised if they made it to the World Cup, but stranger things, many, many stranger things have happened. Spain have qualified from Group B. They beat Sweden 1-0. Alvaro Morata with a late goal. Lucky, uh, means... lucky, lucky Spain. Lucky. <laughs> they, they, they finished four points clear of Sweden. Um, I mean, Spain showed at Euro that, um, Cam, they, they were still very good to watch, uh, despite being, if I may, a little bit lightweight. Yeah, lightweight. That, yeah, that was really two, one of the two things that struck me was one the the pressing of the Swedes was so intense that they they hardly had a chance to become Spain. Um, and with the with the lightweightedness, I felt like actually in those tiki taka glory days, actually it's, it's Sergio Ramos is um, the 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 missing feature, the cynicism of Sergio Ramos. The, the desire to just sort of win at all costs was something that Spain lacked in the past and is perhaps sort of lacking now. And um, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that beautiful game that they, they played in the past. But the Swedes were, they had their chances. They, they came really close. And God, did they press. They were so tight on them every single moment. Mm. So Sweden into the playoffs. In, in, in the other qualifier, Croatia clinched an automatic berth for the World Cup. 1-0 win over Russia, a Russian-owned goal by Kudyashov. Uh, so Russia into the playoffs there. We're going into another break. In fact, that's it for the World Cup qualifiers. We're going to talk Malaysia Cup next. And his calmness, the calmness man in the ground, never in doubt. That's why he's on the penalties. So much calmness, composure, picks his spot. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Well, <laughs> from the shadows to centre stage, it's a stunning goal. 
from a player who's hardly had a touch. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. We're back with Craig Marias, uh, Cam Raslan and Des Corkill looking at Malaysia Cup 2021. The quarterfinals were played on Sunday night and um, Malacca have, have proven to be a bit of a surprise package. They're in good form at the moment, Craig. They went away 1-1-0 at Sabah, so... Uh, it, good victory. Uh, Sonny Nord with the only goal there. They, they, so they have something to defend uh, back back in Malacca. Yeah, uh, they, they, they picked up uh, in terms of form. Uh, Sonny Nord, uh, massive deflection, it has to be said. <laughs> that flew into the top <laughs> corner. Um, yeah, it, I, I mean, I, I like Sabah. Uh, since uh, Onkim Chui's gone there, um, you know, just remember Sabah in the league. You know, absolutely disastrous, you know, but... Um, Onkin Sri's come there. He's he's kind of steadied the ship. Um, obviously, we know about his pedigree as a coach, very good coach. Um, and, and I don't think this tie is over. Uh, I think there's there's still a little bit more to go there. Um, but you know, Malacca have they? I mean, they, they're a decent team. You know, when you look at some of those names on paper, you're just thinking, why aren't they doing a little bit better than they should be? Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, this 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 tie's not done. And I think most, I think you know, we'll go on to this, but. Most of these ties aren't done, are they? Uh, no. You know, they, they, yeah. they, they're still hanging in the balance. There's no, um, you know, convincing team uh, so far for the first leg. Um, but it, it's always healthy to take a lead into the in, into the second leg. And uh, Sonny Nord uh, being the difference on this occasion. Um, but like I said, you know, big deflection uh, uh, really helped them uh, in this in this instance. All to play for at the Hang Chabat Stadium on Thursday night. Uh, it's no coincidence, Des Corkill, that KL. Go and win the Clang Valley Derby 2-0 right after Boyan Hordak was our very special guest on Friday. <laughs> it is absolutely no coincidence, is it? Yeah, and to be fair, they deserved it. I was at yeah. that game and um, they scored early through Romel Morales, who's a, a midfielder turned striker. Nine goals header, the in the way. Malaysia Cup. What yeah. a header. Yeah, it was a great header. And um, KL sat back and, and, and uh, sucker punched Salangor on the break. Their second goal from Adin Asman about seven or eight minutes from time, was, was a thing of beauty. They, they yeah. stole the ball in midfield, immediately swarmed players down the right-hand side. When the first shot hit the post, they then had players still in the penalty area and Hadin Asman picked out the top corner. Uh, there, was, there was a surefire penalty, I thought, that KL should have had that wasn't given. They had what looked to be a good goal disallowed as well, Morales, uh, very early on. Um, as for Salango. If they're 2-0 down, but an early goal at Cheras and things can change a lot, but they missed Ifadale. They yeah, missed I was just gonna say up front. <laughs> yeah. they, they 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 played young players. Um uh Shivan at the back, uh um, alongside Nazam. And so they played a lot of young players. Ollie Buff, I feel for Salango, he's just got to try and take the game by the scruff of the neck a little bit more. He plays very deep, doesn't give many passes away but doesn't hurt uh, KL, who are happy to sit back. And Kevin Mendoza, although he was um, relatively busy, I can't remember a, a really difficult save that he had to make. Charles Fickery had one chance, but this was um, not smash and grab, but a, a, a contain and attack victory for KL City. And KL, to be fair, they've got injuries. There's, there's no Irfan Zakaria. There's no um, Nick Sharrell at the back. So uh, Kenny Palraj had to play centre-back for just the second time this season, although he has played there for Harry Mahmouda in the past. But this was a, a, such a workmanlike performance by KL City. But I think the warning signs are there that it is only half-time and an early Salanga goal could change this very, very quickly. 
KL are unbeaten at home this season. Uh, uh, Craig, what, what's happened with Selangor then? Well, I mean, they, they're no longer the premier team in the Clyde Valley. It's KL now. Yeah, uh, and credit to, to KL and, and, and what they've done, you know, in terms of recruitment. I mean, they've built a very, very good squad. I mean, they, they, getting a foreign goalkeeper, for example, you know, not a lot of teams do that, you know, but, you know, fair play to, to the management, to, to, to Stan as well. Um, he's identified that as, as as a problem, and Kevin Mendoza has been been fantastic for them, um, in, in my opinion. Bringing someone like Dan Ting back, who you know was missing from the game for a couple of years, you know, not many clubs would have gone there and touched him, but you know they, they they've gone there, they've got him back, got him back to full fitness. Took a while to get him going, uh, and I think he's playing some some really good stuff. And then that that's at the start of the season, but you look during the season. I mean, in between that, they've lost players. You know, they lost Dominic. Uh, De Silva, who was at Trungadu last year. Big miss. Absolutely big miss. They go and recruit a replacement and he gets injured in the first match. You know, and so they, they've had their own problems. But you talk about good management, good recruitment, and you, you, you combine them together and, and you're getting a fully functional team. You know, uh, Paolo, um, Paolo has stepped into that striker role when needed. He's produced. You know, now you get Romel Morales uh, going up top. He's producing. You know, so it's all these players, Kenny Parraj coming at the back uh, when they need it. You know, he, he, he put in a good performance. So, so you've got players that are filling in, in positions. So you can't say, you know, it's, uh, you, look, you look at Slam and you can't say, oh, well, you know, we've got injuries. And yes, obviously they missed the likes of Brendan Gunn, their captain. Um, Fadeo, who's, uh, you know, uh, did he win the Golden Boot? I can't remember. Yes. Did he? Yeah, he did, right? Uh, so he won the Golden Boot. And, you know, any team's going to miss someone who, who, who's your top scorer yeah, in the whole yeah. league. Um, but but uh, th- this is what I'm saying. You know, you've got the likes of Cheryl Pickery to come in. You know, very good player. You know, national player. You know, before his injuries, um, they have the quality. They've got the depth. Kale. When you look at Kale, maybe not so much. You know, but what they did is they went. They they got two guys from Perak, uh, Kenny and uh, Parterburn. You know, and look how they've adjusted. They've they've just come into the team. You know, you look at Haddon as well. Mm. You know, for all his mm. injury problems. I mean, what a finish that was. Um, Oh, top corner, you know, and, you know, it's it's just a combination of things. And, and I think credit has to be gone, uh, has to go to, sorry, Boyan Hodak, uh, as well as Stan in terms of recruitment. You know, they've, yeah. they've, they've kind of brought it together. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, KL are the, the number two in the Klang Valley uh, just now. But like I said, it's only half time. It, and, and another goal, but if, if Adeo comes back, you know, you just never know what's going to happen in this. The Red Giants travel to Cheras for the return leg on Thursday. Trunganu 2, Sarawak 1 at the Sultan Mizan Zainal Abidin Stadium. Group B winners, of course, Trunganu. Um, they, they've been the closest challengers to JDT in, in the league. Uh, they, they, they show patches, don't they, Des? Uh, a team capable, they just need consistency. I, I like Trunganu a lot. I think uh, Nafuzi Zain, the coach, has got them playing some some lovely football. Um, they're not reliant on their foreigners, although their foreigners are very, very good players. Um, but this is a this is a tender lead uh, to take because Sarawak United have got individuals. I don't know whether you watch the group games, but Uche Agba scored twice against their KL in the groups. Outrageously good. Patrick Schick in the Euros. Agba did something not dissimilar against Kevin Mendoza, a really good goalkeeper in, um, in, in the group stage. So Sarawak United have got goals in them. Um, and, and they're a difficult opponent. They're only 2-1 down. So Trungano on paper, um, red-hot favourites for this. But uh, Sarawak United promoted, if 
the money stays up, up there. Promoted will will um, really give them a test. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that second game because it's a bobbly, horrible pitch at um, UITM. They work hard on it. That's not against the grounds. I mean, it just is very bobbly. And Trigano like to play the ball on the floor, whereas Sarek United a little bit more direct. So the, the conditions might go against Trigano and we could have an almighty upset, I believe, in the second leg on Thursday because um, Sarawak have got the away goal. All they need is a 1-0 win and um, they, they carry it through. In the last remaining uh, quarterfinal, it was goalless at the Darawaman Stadium between Kuda and JDT. Uh, JDT are raging hot favourites, of course, Craig. Um, will they put out a totally different eleven? in the second leg and win it. Uh, if there was one game, if you asked me before these kicked off, that would have goals in it, this would have been the one for me. You know, I actually <laughs> thought this is going to be an absolutely mouth-watering tie um, because, you know, you've obviously got JT, who both locals and foreigners are, are, are just different class. Uh, but in Qadar, you have a team who are coached very well and, and they also have some really good foreigners there. So, so I really thought this was going to be uh, a, a game where, you know, goals would be flowing and, you know, it'll be, I knew it would be a tough game for Johor. Um, obviously going to every single match in, in Malaysia is overwhelming favourites. Um, but fair play to Kadal, you know, um, they, you know, they set up their shop, um, maybe wrote their luck a, a couple of times, but it wasn't a great JDT performance this Um are they going to change their 11? Yeah, probably not because they, they're playing near enough a full strength team, mm. you know. Um, I mean, obviously, they can change the wingers, and you know, you can see Samari maybe come in and, and you know, a couple of others, but it, it was near enough a full strength team. Um, so I, I don't expect too many changes, uh, from, from Johor. But now the worrying thing is that they go, uh, Kadar have to travel to Johor, bigger pitch, a nice pitch. Uh, Johor get to play their football, they're, they're very comfortable in those surroundings, and uh. Can I see an upset? No, probably not. But uh, you know, don't don't rule Kadar out. I mean, I, I really like them. I, you know, I, as Des likes Trungano, I'm a big fan of Trungano as well. But over the last two two years, I think it is. You know, Kadar have been a, a good team, a, a difficult yeah. team. So um, yeah, I, I don't expect an upset. Uh, sorry, just going back to KL just now when I mentioned, I forgot to mention one player who I think has has been really good, Ryan Lambert as well. Um, Secrets. Who, who they... Keep it quiet, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> who they plucked from? From I mean, nobody ever heard of him. Uh, but what a signing he's been! I, I I really like him in midfield. Very tidy. Very good on the ball. Um, good player. Very good player. All right. He's been quiet all this segment because he's been working out in his computer-like brain, cameras land. Who's going to win the Malaysia <laughs> Cup this year? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Ukraine. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've finally made my decision and it's, it's Ukraine. <laughs> right. That's it. We're out of time. So thank you, Cam. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> Thanks to you, Craig Marias as well. Thank you very much. Great having you boys again. And, and Des, have a great week. We'll do a Malaysia Cup um, quarterfinal second legs. All on Thursday night, all available on YouTube. I don't like it all, all, all at the same time. I'd rather they stagger it so we can watch more. Do you know what I mean? If not, you have to make a choice and then re-log in. It's a bit difficult. But okay. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. And that is a super finish. And boy, they're welcome back. They are very welcome back. Off the ball every Monday at 8 p.m. on BFM 89.9.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.